All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 90 of Posios Picks. In today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down my favorite games and my favorite plays from this 2023 Week 1 college football slate. Week 0 is behind us. Thank God we finally have a full slate of college football to dig into. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. We're going to start on Thursday night. One of the biggest games of the weekend, actually, we have Florida going to Utah. This line has been going all over the place, but the line as it stands right now is Utah minus four at home. The total is set at 43 and a half. Like I said, this line has been going all over the place and for good reason. Obviously, the status of Utah quarterback Cam Rising is the big question. And by the looks of the way that the line has been moving, he will not be suiting up in this game. Last year, we saw these two teams square off early in the season, and we witnessed the Anthony Richardson breakout game. Bad news for Gator fans, though. He's gone, and now you've replaced him with Graham Mertz. What you see with Graham Mertz is what you're going to get, in my opinion. And I think that Utah defense that returns almost everyone and could be even better this season will be more than enough to contain him and the Florida offense. Utah has had all summer on offense to prepare for rising Rising's absence. And if this offense can make some plays, I think the home crowd backing that Utah defense will be enough to get them the win here. The Utes haven't lost a non-conference game at home since 2007, and I don't think that they start tomorrow on Thursday. Give me Utah. I'll take the minus four in this one. The next game on Thursday night, we are going to the Big Ten now. Obviously, you guys know we're going to cover a lot of Big Ten. We are in Big Ten country. Nebraska is going to Minnesota. Minnesota are anywhere from seven to seven and a half point favorites at home. And this total is at a low 43 points. This is a big question mark game for honestly both of these programs as they sort of enter new eras, especially for the Cornhuskers as they finally dump Scott Frost after a horrible tenure at Nebraska and get a coach who has proven he can win at the college level in Matt Rule. Minnesota has finally lost Tanner Morgan at quarterback. God, he felt like he was there for forever. And now we're going to have Ethan Kaliakmanis at quarterback. And even though he's shown some flashes, I'm just not sure how effective he's going to be as a young quarterback, especially early in this season. And Minnesota has really relied on the run a lot in the past couple years. This is Minnesota's game to lose, in my opinion. At home, you're over a touchdown favorite in a low total game. I think this free mindset that Nebraska should have in the spot is going to provide Nebraska quarterback Jeff Sims with some opportunities to give them a spark and at least keep them in this game. The past three seasons that they've played this game, Minnesota has won by exactly seven points every time. And even though it's early in the Matt Rule era, I think Nebraska is already better with him there. I think they keep this one within the number. It's going to be a tough one. But give me Nebraska plus eight. I'm going to buy some juice and take Nebraska plus eight at minus 120. Okay, on to Friday night. I'm only going to touch a couple games on Friday as well. The first one I'm going to talk about, I have to talk about it. Central Michigan goes to East Lansing to take on the Michigan State Spartans. MSU are 14-point favorites in this game, and the total is set at 45. 
this is just a straight-up homer play by me. Like I said in the Futures episode, I don't have the most faith in the Spartans this year. But in my brain, if we can't beat Central by two touchdowns, we have major, major problems on the way. Central lost some key players in the offseason, including stud Lou Nichols. Shout-out to Lou Nichols. He cashed so many rushing props for us over his time at Central. And they have a lot of questions at quarterback as well. I think as long as MSU can contain that central run game, especially depending on who starts at quarterback, and they force them into obvious passing situations, the defense that returns seven starters and should be at least a little bit better will carry us to this victory. Obviously, there's still a question mark at the quarterback position for MSU on Friday, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see multiple guys take snaps, but regardless... I think the O-line is experienced enough to establish the run against a MAC defensive line, and they should be able to take care of business. Like I said, this could be one of my stupidest plays this year, and it's only week one, but give me MSU minus the 14. We better win this game by two touchdowns. The second game I'm going to take on Friday, we are looking at Louisville, who are 7.5-point favorites going to Georgia Tech. This game is actually in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The total is 48.5 here. Jeff Brom takes over coaching duties for the Louisville Cardinals and brings in an offense that will be very pass-friendly, similar to the one that we saw when he was at Purdue. That being said, what wins Louisville this game is running the football. They return one of the best running backs in the ACC in Jawar Jordan, who is very explosive. He had 26 runs of 10 yards or more last season. On the other side of the ball, Georgia Tech loses a ton of production in the front seven that already wasn't great against the run last season, even with NFL talent. If Brahms' passing game can't get going, I think Louisville can lean hard on the run and control the game on the ground. Georgia Tech's offense could struggle in this one with a transfer quarterback and first-year offensive coordinator, and if they can't get anything going, Louisville could dominate possession on the ground in this game and then force Haynes King, who did not have a great career at Texas A&M, into some uncomfortable passing situations. I'm going to buy this down half a point for a little juice. Give me Louisville minus the seven in Atlanta. Okay, on to the Saturday slate. I have a ton of plays on this slate of games on Saturday. It's week one. I want to bet on everything, so let's just get right into it. First game I'm going to go over, East Carolina goes to Ann Arbor to take on the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan fans, here you go. Michigan are 36-point favorites at home in this one, and the total is set at 51.5. ECU has been over 500 the past two seasons and have had some big wins during that time, but they lost a ton to the portal and graduation over the summer, and they've got to go to Ann Arbor and face one of the best teams in the country game one. Kind of a tough look. We've talked about Michigan a lot, obviously, on this podcast, especially in the Futures episode, being in Big Ten country. We know what we're going to get from Michigan this year. They're going to be one of the best teams in the country with most of that amazing offensive line returning and easily the best running back room in the country back. ECU won't have any answer on defense for the running backs. I think this Michigan defense will be hungry to get back on the field after that TCU loss last year. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them with a couple three and outs early. Also, with Harbaugh's suspension, 
I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Michigan tries to run this thing up early to take care of business and kind of move on. My money's going to be on Michigan minus 20 and a half first half in this one. I think they go up by three or four scores quickly here and then kind of coast into week two after a strong opening. Next game on the slate is Virginia going to Tennessee to take on the Volunteers. Tennessee are 28-point favorites in this game. Tennessee moves on to quarterback Joe Milton after Hendon Hooker and company provided them with one of the best seasons in recent history last year. On the other hand, Virginia is trying to do their best to rebuild after one of the most tumultuous seasons we've seen in college football history. Tennessee returns seven starters on the defensive side of the ball and should be more than fine against this Virginia offense that is going to struggle after losing a ton of talent over the summer. That lack of points from Virginia leads me to believe Milton and the Tennessee offense will be able to do enough, even if they're just getting into the swing of things, to cover this number. Tennessee is returning its top two rushers from last year as well, and I think the SEC versus ACC trenches will be the difference in this one that gets Tennessee the easy W. Give me Tennessee minus 28 in Nashville. The next game on the slate, Colorado goes to TCU to take on the Horned Frogs. TCU are 20.5 point favorites, and the total set at 63.5 in this one. The coach prime era begins in Colorado, and even though he's done his best to bring in talent this summer, he faces a TCU team that is coming off one of their best seasons in program history. I think Dion is going to have success at Colorado eventually with his ability to recruit, but I believe in Sonny Dykes and this TCU team. Chandler Morris will be the quarterback for the Horned Frogs in this one, and his experience as a starter behind Dykes' experience as a high-level college coach will show early and often in this one. I think the Buffaloes come into this one overmatched, and especially with them being at home with the experience on their side, I think TCU coasts to an easy win in this one. TCU minus 20.5 is my play here. The next game on the slate is Utah State going to Iowa to take on the Hawkeyes. Iowa are 24-point favorites at home, and the total is set at 44.5. Is Iowa back? One thing that we know for sure is that defense is, even after losing some guys to the NFL. Iowa returns some straight-up dogs and should have one of the best defenses in the country again. The big question mark, as always in Iowa, is the offense. Cade McNamara coming over from Michigan will be huge for them. Spencer Petras the past few seasons has been horrible, especially last year with only five passing touchdowns. Cade provides an instant upgrade for the Hawkeyes, and if the offensive line can be solid and allow for their experienced running backs to run and open up some play action, Iowa, I think, easily handles business here at home with the defense leading the way. I'll take the Hawkeyes minus 24 at home in this one. The next game on the slate, another Big Ten matchup. Ohio State are 30-point favorites going to Bloomington to take on Indiana. The total in this game is set at 59.5. Ohio State returns one of the most explosive offenses in the country this year, but loses their star quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Kyle McCord earned that starting job over the summer and will have by far the best wide receiver room in the country to throw to, with one of the best running back rooms in the country behind him as well. 
The lack of experience from McCord makes this line a little iffy for me. So personally, my play for this game is going to be the over 59 and a half. Indiana is going to play fast tempo offense like they always do. But if this Ohio State defense is as improved as people say it is, they're not going to have much success. Those things combined should provide a lot of opportunities for the Buckeyes offense to be on the field and pour in some quick scores and a lot of points. Indiana should be able to put up at least some points, especially late with the tempo, and they'll help carry us to this over. Lots of points in Bloomington. Over 59.5 is the play for me here. The next game on the slate is going to be Buffalo going to Wisconsin to take on the Badgers. Wisconsin are 28-point favorites at home, and the total in this one is set at 54. The Luke Fickle era begins in Camp Randall, and I think it starts with a bang in Game 1. Wisconsin has a ton of talent, but there are obviously a lot of questions going into the season and going forward for the program. Is this new air raid offense that Phil Longo is bringing in the answer that they need, or are you going to use it to soften the defense and open up running lanes for star running back Braylon Allen? We'll see what ends up happening come Saturday, but what we do know is this. Buffalo lost a ton of production over the summer, while Wisconsin definitely got better on offense and will have that steady defense that they always have. I think Wisconsin and Fickle start this new era off strong and transfer quarterback Tanner Mordecai with the help of a much improved wide receiver room shine in this new offense. Give me Wisconsin minus 28 at home. The next game on the slate is West Virginia going to Penn State. Penn State are 20 and a half point favorites at home and the total is set at 50 in this game. West Virginia is in an interesting spot after quarterback JT Daniels transfers again. They lose their top four receivers and their leading rusher. Penn State, on the other hand, returns one of, if not the best defense in college football and is excited to showcase their young quarterback and running back duo. If Drew Aller can show flashes this week against a weaker West Virginia defense, it could be a long day for that unit. I expect Penn State's defense to give Aller and the offense a lot of possessions, and with those opportunities, they can win big in Happy Valley. Give me Penn State to cover minus 20.5 at home in this one. The next game on the slate is going to be North Carolina against South Carolina. This game is at a neutral site in Charlotte. North Carolina are two-point favorites in this game, and the total is set at 64.5. This one could and should be very, very interesting. North Carolina enters a new era after their offensive coordinator Phil Longo leaves for Wisconsin, and new offensive coordinator Chip Lindsey brings in a more balanced, much slower offensive style. Is first-round pick Drake May going to have the same impact on games in this new offensive system? Personally, I don't think so. And with the loss of key receivers, Josh Downs and Antoine Green, I think Drake May could struggle a little bit early. He's a great player, but those losses are going to be a lot. After a shaky start to the season last year, Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks put together a solid finish ending with an 8-5 record that included an explosive win against Tennessee at home. If Rattler and the offense can pick up where they left off, especially with the addition of some key transfers, they can be dangerous 
especially in this game against a weak North Carolina defense. With those things being said, I think even as the underdog, South Carolina has the edge in this game. I'm going to be taking the Gamecocks plus the two and a half and also sprinkling on that money line. I just think they are a bit deeper, and if the North Carolina offense struggles like I think it will without that tempo, it could be a long night for the Tar Heels. All right, on to the Sunday slate. I'm going to be going over two games on this Sunday slate, and the first game is going to be Oregon State going to San Jose State. Oregon State are 16.5-point favorites in this game, and the total is set at 55.5. We saw San Jose State have some success last week against USC scoring points, and ultimately they covered that big spread in the end. But this week they are facing a totally different beast on defense. Oregon State did lose some production from that league-leading defense last season, but they should have more than enough talent to still be really solid up front. If they can prevent those big plays that USC gave up last week, they should be more than fine, even on the road. Adding DJU is going to be big for their offense, and I think they're going to be just fine from the get-go because of the talent that they possess on that offensive line and in the backfield. The Beavers aren't going to need DJU to do too much right out of the gate, providing him with a massive opportunity to settle in. Their talent on that line and the return of stud running back Damian Martinez will be enough to cover this line in San Jose. Give me the Beavers minus 16 and a half. Last game I'm going to go over and definitely the best game on the slate this weekend. This one should be a great wrap up to what I hope is going to be a great week one. LSU are two and a half point favorites against Florida State. This game is being played in Orlando and the total for this game is 58. I am really, really high on both of these teams going into this season. I think both of these teams, if things go their way, can end up in the college football playoff when it's all said and done. It's crazy to think that last year these teams played early in the season as an unranked matchup, and now just one season later we are seeing a top 10 matchup to start the year. The QBs on both sides of this game are fantastic. If you watched our Futures episode, you know I have a bet on both of these guys to win the Heisman Trophy, and I think whoever wins this game puts themselves in great position to do so. I've been back and forth on this game for the past couple of weeks, but after a lot of thought, I think I'm going to end up rolling with the short underdog of Florida State. I think Jordan Travis and this offense will end up being too much for LSU and some of the transfers on that defense. If this game was later in the year, I'd like LSU a lot more, but at this moment, I think the experience of Travis and this offense are what keeps them in this game and ultimately gives them a chance to win it. If the Seminoles defense can get stops, especially early, this Florida State offense can control the game in the air and on the ground. LSU is definitely talented enough to win this game, but Florida State plus two and a half and some on the money line are going to be my plays for this Sunday night matchup. That is going to do it for this episode of Posio's Picks. But before we go, I just want to say a couple of things. Number one, be sure to follow us over on Picket at Posio's Picks. You guys know that all of our plays are synced there automatically for free. We are not charging you for any of those picks. So be sure to go over there and follow us. 
We've got college football, NFL starting soon, and before you know it, hoops are going to kick off as well. So all of our plays are always over on Picket with breakdowns like you're getting right now, so be sure to follow us there. Be sure to check out the merch at the link in our bio. We've got new merch dropping soon for the fall, so go ahead and check that out. We'd really appreciate if you guys support us. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Good luck to everyone on your week one bets, and we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.